Hey guys, in this episode I chat to comedian Mark O'Neill about life in lockdown and the 2005 sequel, Son of the Mask. Yeah, you know, yeah, just sort of keep it, trying to keep busy and not yeah. in rainfall like, too much. Yeah, how have you found? How have you made managing to keep busy? Well, at the moment, um, I'm kind of making a couple of videos every day and just going back and uh, playing some games that I've been oh. putting off and. Uh, Trying to do a bit of writing and stuff, you know. Oh, nice. Uh, what what kind of games are you playing at the moment? Like, um, uh, Red Red Dead and that. I was I finished Red Dead and then I went to Resident Evil Two. Um, uh, and I never actually played the first one, so I liked about the first hour of it, and then mm. it got a bit hard, and I didn't like <laughs> it as much anymore. <laughs> so, so basically, as soon as it got too difficult, you like now fuck this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, I, just, I don't, I don't like games that are challenging. Mm. I like oh, games I'm... that just, cause it's all about escapism. Yeah. And my life's just a fucking nightmare. Just from <laughs> for twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> so why, why on earth would I want to engage in an activity when I get to pretend that my life is worse? <laughs> not already, yes. Yeah, that's, that's that's fucking true. <laughs> that's so that's genuinely so true. Like, I think yeah. that's also part of the reason I stopped playing games as well, just because like I find living difficult yeah. enough as it is. Why would I want to add about fifty times the amount of stress in a fucking virtual world yeah. to my life? But so, uh, if I wanted well, stress, I would just get a stressful job. Yeah, exactly. Um, what, so are you still doing the are you still doing the script doctor? Uh, I'm doing little bits of things here and there, man. Um, yeah. Doing a bit of writing for a couple of people, so what ah, was nice. it just for myself? But yeah, yeah. I, I finished that job off. So, hmm. hey, um, man. so, well, so grand. So um, yeah, I've just been pretty much spending most of my time watching mediocre to bad films like the one we're going to be like the one we're going to be talking about in like a few seconds oh yeah yeah it's been it's been interesting because I think I think the main reason I've been doing it is because I'm a bit of a completist right so if I've seen the first film or first couple of films in a franchise and I know there's more which there's um, other sequels which will definitely get progressively worse. I've been yeah. looking for an excuse to actually sit down and watch those other films in the franchise, and I think I've kind of dug myself into a little bit of a hole here. Yeah. Yeah. But so the film was like, as you know, um, the film we're talking about right now is Son of the Mask. Um, yeah. I think we're kind of on the same page in uh, how we feel about this film, but maybe for different reasons. But maybe for like different reasons. I don't know. Um, did you like the the nineteen ninety four Jim Carrey version? Oh yeah, man. 
Yeah. I was a huge fan. And yeah. uh, I think I saw I didn't see it in the cinema, I was a little bit I wasn't I wasn't that young, I was I must I was about six. Okay. But I w I don't really remember it. The first time I remember seeing anything about it was uh, on VHS. Mm. Uh no, that's a lie. The first thing I ever actually saw was the I think probably pretty short lived animated series. Same. Is a prequel to the sorry, it's a sequel to the to the movie. Yeah. Um, and I saw the movie on VHS and I really I did I really liked it. And I've liked mm. it for quite a long time. And every yeah. now and again people will we'll I'll just be having a conversation about Jim Carrey mm. and people will give it, well, you know, it's not like his worst performance. It's not like The Mask. And I'm constantly surprised by this, because clearly Ace Ventura is his worst performance. Really? Especially the second one. I've seen the second one. I've seen the second one. What should be Uh, Ace Ventura? (laughs) I don't think it's that good. (laughs) I I think I mean I, I think the mask is I think the mask is better than East Ventura. Hmm. I think you're technically right. Like there I think the mask is technically a probably a better made film. Yeah. But I think Ace Ventura is kinda of what put him on the map at the time. And they both came out that they um that Dumb and Dumber and The Mask all came out in the yeah, right, so yeah. that was Jim Carrey's that was Jim Carrey's year, wasn't it? Yeah, he's done well, man. Yeah, man, he's done but, well. And, like, so well that in about, around about 2002, 2003, Hollywood was, or well, Warner Brothers particularly, were looking back to see what kind of, what films they can make sequels to to make a little bit of money. And yeah. they came up with, well, they wanted to do a Dumb and Dumber, a Dumb and Dumber prequel, uh, a sequel to this, and a sequel, to, a third sequel to Ace Ventura. And um, so they did Dumb and Dumber, uh, the prequel. And Jim Carrey obviously didn't turn up for that. They asked him to do if he wanted to do this. And again, he said no, which is why we now have... Well, Jim... <laughs> there, actually, um, there actually was going to be a mask too. Originally. Oh, you're right. There was because there was the competition, wasn't there, in the magazine? Yeah, Nintendo Power. Yeah, where you could wait, where someone could a walk on Yeah, and um, the weird thing was as well. In the very last issue, they actually apologised to the kids <laughs> who won, and they gave them a choice. They said, "You can either keep this and be able to cash it in, should they ever make a mask too, or you can take." I don't know, like five grand and a bunch of Super Nintendo games, and he went, I'll take the games. Oh, fucking. Which I get this on two levels, because one, yeah. it was going to, it would have been ten years before this was getting mm. made, and two, yeah. he didn't have to be in Son of the Mask. Yeah, that's, that's true, because that would have been a sort of verbal agreement, wouldn't it? If he yeah. said, yeah, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the Mask 2. Lucky, lucky kid, that was a lucky break of I've heard one. He, he dodged a giant bullet <laughs> fired out of Loki's finger gun fingers. <laughs> yeah, so that's how we got to, well, in 2005, we got to Jamie Kennedy sort of taking over the Jim Carrey-esque role yeah. in 
in some in some ways. Um, so the story this time around is he's a cartoon. I'm trying to my brain kind of ate itself a little bit. So let me let me try and um, figure. Let me try and remember this. He's a cartoonist mm-hmm. who is he wants to. Well, his wife wants to have a kid. He doesn't want to have a kid at all. Um, he his dog finds his dog finds the mask. He puts the mask on, and at a have after a um, crazy party, crazy work party, goes home, fucks his wife with the mask on, and as a result, his wife gets pregnant, and the baby comes out with mask powers. Yeah, while this is going on, um, Loki, played by Alan Cumming, is told by. Uh, Odin played by his, his father Odin played by the wonderful Bob Hoskins what the um, fuck was Bob Hoskins doing in this <laughs> why did that happen I I don't know but then again he who thinks of Odin and goes Bob Hoskins because I I will defend to the death the casting casting of Bob Hoskins as Mario and mm. Super Mario Brothers yeah but Bob Hoskins doesn't scream Odin to me. No. no. Well, the thing is, with Mario, he wasn't the problem. It was the rest of the film, the writing yeah. and the direction was the problem. It wasn't the actors themselves. Because Indeed. they were asked to play, like, Italian plumbers, and that's, that's essentially what they did. Yeah. Um, good on them. Yeah. 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 And they got paid, and that was good for them. But, mm. yeah, so he's... Uh, Loki, a favorite Alan Cumming, is told to go and find the mask that he lost and that there's been a baby being born of the mask so he needs to go get the baby if he finds the baby he finds the mask and that kind of sets in motion a shit ton of crazy animated well crazy live action slash animated set pieces where the, where Jamie Kennedy has to try and look after a baby with mask powers and is trying to kill him at the same time and he's trying to dodge Loki and oh and also I forgot to mention the dog somehow manages to put the mask on and then the baby and the dog they have their little their little they have, they have their own little battles thing going I mean I'm sorry I can't I can't I can't say this anymore but this movie is fucking trash um, I think that the, the problem was as well that the see here's the thing man I'm actually I'm quite up on like the lore of the mask yeah. since it was an original comic and mm-hmm. I, I don't want to give it oh this movie doesn't stay faithful to the original comic because if that's the worst thing you can see about this film <laughs> it's done pretty well right yeah but the the mask, what the mask actually does is you put a mask on and it allows you to play out your, your innermost desires. So, that's what, mm. so Stanley Ipkiss was a fan of cartoons yeah, and kind of wanted to emulate those because he saw those cartoons as being people who had their life together. Mm. And that's why when Dorian wears the mask, he's actually just a big, he's not like a cartoon character, he's just a big kind of gangster guy. Mm. And this... The powers of the mask just seem to be completely all over the shop, man. But yeah. I think, I don't, yeah, it, everything about it is terrible. I think yeah. one of the major problems is that they wanted to have a mask too, but they couldn't figure out a way to make the story different enough from the original story. 
Because mm. what do you do? Just do you make do you make them go and fight for the government? Yeah. Do you make them go and start a revolution in like a communist <laughs> South American country? <laughs> well, where do you go? You got to do a hard left. So they well, said, and, and, and this is it for, this is the worst thing, man. Is that they went? It has to be more kid friendly than the original because mm. that one's pretty heavy. And then this they went, let's make the mask fuck. Mm. And then also just put in lots of really inappropriate jokes. Yeah. Like Loki, Loki drops a, a metal like shelter door and it says on it, Loki is a god <laughs> in bed or some sort of anal joke or something. I can't really remember. <laughs> um, yeah. And they have, um, I think for me, the biggest crime, right, and this is just in my my general issue with films, not not just this film, but films like this, where they have animated, where they have um, animated characters and they try to make them act like cartoons in the real world without actually, well, okay, they try to make these CGI animated characters look semi-realistic and yet they're trying to make them act like cartoons in the real world. And for me, that doesn't work. If you're going to do something like that, it needs to be something like, say, I don't know, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where it's clear to everyone that these are co- that these are cartoons. They're 2D animated. They're not 3D. They're, like, mostly 2D animated, but given a little bit of 3D, things some 3D effect. The what but, about where it went to 2D animation for... There was a, two, two and a half minutes. Yeah. And that, if I remember right, that was in, that's like from the dog's perspective. So hmm. did that happen? I, or is the dog imagining that? Uh, so, sorry, did you say that again? So I didn't get that. Is that, is, is that actually happening? Or is the dog imagining that happening? The dog imagined that the dog and the baby, that was the oh, baby that imagined it happening. Because he watched the... He's watching a text Avery cartoon. Oh, yeah. Let's go back a little bit because the guy who's the guy um, Jamie Kennedy's playing is called Tim Avery and he's a cartoonist. But Tish. That's quite lazy, yeah. That is that hurt my heart a little bit, and the fact that the the dog and the baby, uh, the dog and the baby battle is essentially a remake of the Tex Avery dog and baby cartoon. Yeah, it's really upsetting to me that 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 this is going to be a lot of kids' introduction to Tex Avery instead of the original cartoons. I don't think so, mate. I don't think anyone's showing this to our kids. <laughs> I, think I think you're safe. That they, well, it did make it didn't make its budget back. It made about, it was about a ninety million budget. It still made fifty million though. So someone still showed it to their kids. I mean, that that means well. That means it made back a, what a quarter of its budget if you do ninety yeah. times two minus fifty. Yeah. yeah, someone. That's what I was thinking, man. I was because while I was watching this, I just thought to myself, people have paid for this. Yeah, people paid to see this. Um, mm. I, I just don't get it. I, I am quite critical, but I will happily sit and watch most. Things not happily, I'll moan about it. I'll moan about it mm. in great length, yeah, um, quite loudly for everyone around to hear. But I will sit through it. But this is yeah. the only thing that I genuinely this and Lord of the Rings is the only <laughs> thing I've ever had. I've ever felt the compulsion to pause 
because I was getting so furious at him. <laughs> like, I love how this for you is on a par with Lord of the Rings. Oh, 100%. <laughs> that everyone else just seems to absolutely love and adore. You put this and Lord of the Rings in the same basket. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's right. Um, I, I found it, I think it's a terrible film. Don't get me wrong, right? But because there was such a manic energy to the terribleness and the awfulness that was on the screen, I found myself sort of hypnotically transfixed. There was never a moment in this, unlike some of the other films which I've had to watch because of what I'm doing with the podcast. Yeah. I've never, I, there was never a moment in this where I thought, oh, I need to turn this off now. There was always me, I think it was a bit more like morbid curiosity where I thought, okay, how bad is this actually going to get? Let's see if it gets worse than this. And it did. And it always, it kept me watching. I'm not going to lie. Um, I was in no. a horrible film and I'm never going to recommend it to anyone. But I can't say that I wasn't entertained at all by this. I was not entertained in the slightest. <laughs> Every now and again, I had to stop looking at it and just stare <laughs> at the wall briefly. <laughs> Just to, you, just to help myself come down off of it. <laughs> no, I hated everything about this. I hated... I, I, why Jamie Kennedy? Like, what was Jamie Kennedy doing in 2005 that people thought, oh, he's a big enough star that he'll be able to to really help this? Because <laughs> the problem is, even, even if in the, in the bits where he's normal Jamie Kennedy... Mm. And he's sort of pulling the faces and he's like, ah, he's all off his rocker because things are going wrong. Mm. The problem is Jim Carrey put on the mask and Jim Carrey had like a rubber face in terms of his actual expressions enough that any micro movement he made on his face was kind of entertaining Mm. to look at. Oh, look at him, look at the man with a a thousand faces. And... Then they get Jamie Kennedy in thinking, well, maybe this guy can be the, 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 the next guy down in the, the evolution of guy that looks weird. Um, mm. And they put that mask on on the prosthetic and there is nothing there. His I know. expression never changes. He like changes his voice to sound like mm. a sort of more manly voice because I guess Jim Carrey, mm. when he, between Stanley and the mask, Mm. He, the mask kind of took on a voice of like a, almost like a 1940s kind of radio caller, sort of <laughs> underground pirate radio type, disc jockey not- lunatic. And then oh. this Jamie Kennedy went, I'm going to put on the most indecipherable accent mm. you've ever heard. Like, whatever yeah, but- accent he's doing, I can't tell, but... Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, he was more expressive when he wasn't in the mask than when he was. So, does that mean that the... Okay, but you said at the beginning that the mask brings out the personality that you want. Isn't that right, yeah? Yeah. Do you think that maybe that's because deep down he sort of wants to be this straight... I feel like I'm defending the writing or the characterization. I'm so sorry. Um, Do you think that that's because deep down he wanted to be this normal middle American dad kind of person? If he did, that's the worst character motivation I've ever heard. 
Yep. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, did you notice that in the beginning that Ben Stein is the only recurring class member in this Yeah, that's right. Have you ever looked yeah. into his life? Pardon? Have you ever looked into his life? Well, um, Ben Stein. He's insane, man. I kind He's of a lunatic. It. He's an absolute lunatic, but he is completely... He's completely insane. Like, even... He, gets he advocates for creationism. Yeah. Yeah. And he's made documentaries about it, and he's done public debates. And the thing is, he's so recognisable in so many movies and cartoons in the 80s and 90s that he probably made all his money, and now he can actually afford to just be a professional madman. I just love the fact that whenever he goes on Fox News, like, they're clearly... The presenters, even though they've got they've got to be this, they've got to be like stony face and that. They are clearly trying to stifle their laughter. Yeah, but he's gone and whenever he's talking shit. Yeah, and I'm saying that as someone who believes in God and that this man is a fucking lunatic. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to know what the what the guy that directed this what his film before this was? Tell me. Um. His name's Lawrence Gutterman, and yeah. the film they made before this was a film called Cats and Dogs. Oh, I've seen Cats and Dogs. I saw Cats and Dogs as well, and compared to this, it's fucking Casablanca. <laughs> it's true. Like it's um, it's the animation's not the animation's not bad, but okay. But then Tobey Maguire's in it. Yeah, Tobey Maguire's in it. Alec Baldwin's in it. Um, but maybe that's because they didn't make the animated the animal the animated animals that they were using. They didn't make them look too cartoonish. Yeah, if that makes sense. Uh, They're just gonna yeah. They made them look like real dogs and yeah. cats. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of speaking of animation, that fucking baby man. That fucking oh, it's horrible. baby. <laughs> it's the worst. It's, I, it's, I was watching it, man, and I was just like, I can't believe this got by several people. Mm. Like there was, because um, it was, because what they did was they used twin kids for most of the shots, as you usually do, right? Yeah, that makes but, sense. Yeah. But what they did with his face, they gave the baby adult expression. What yeah. is that? The fuck? It looks horrific. I guess it's because you don't really think about babies as having eyebrows. Hmm. That's I mean, true. Yeah. Do that's babies true. have eyebrows? No, not generally. Well, it depends. This kid was clearly like six months, so maybe around that time. Yeah. Do you start to get? You do start to see it, but this was. Wait, yeah, this was way yeah. too much, man. Yeah. But then I guess if he's got the magical powers and that, I suppose it, he is going to develop a little bit quicker than everyone else. I don't know, man. Should we still pregnant with a baby for nine months? <laughs> um, and, and and the baby was doing stuff in there, and yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, what the the ultrasound. How did the baby know all those pop-tops are references? 
have no idea. Look, when Jamie Kennedy says that it's going to get exercised, and then the baby knew. Are they showing yeah. the exorcist to that baby? <laughs> That's the point. Like, it doesn't matter when if it's a magic baby, you still shouldn't be showing it 18 rated films. No, I know it's fucking disgusting, is it? I never uh, get why they, I never get why they do that in kids' films, man. Where they, where they, it's supposed to be a joke for the parents, I guess. I know it's supposed to be a joke for the parents, but no parent like is gonna give a shit about an exorcist stroke no. when they're watching *Son of the Mask*. Not in 2005. Yeah, like, I used to and his parents would let him watch any horror film he wanted, and he was really yeah. fucked up. I think we all went to school with a kid like that. I had the exact same kind of thing that I was a friend, a person I was friends with, whose parents just let him watch anything, anything that they wanted. And but then I wonder, because yeah. people would say to me, "Oh, have you ever seen Predator?" And obviously, mm. as a, because I was a kid, I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, I've absolutely mm. seen Predator." Yeah. And I think to myself, "Well, I was lying." But maybe a Michael, minute. Maybe they couldn't have been lying. He's obviously <laughs> seen it. Yeah. How many kids uh, have actually seen Predator? Uh, is it just uh, one kid that's just talked about it to all the other kids, and all the other kids have just lied and claimed yeah, that they have seen it? I sort of did that as well. Like when yeah. everyone, when Scary Movie came out, and every kid was just like, "Oh, have you seen this? You seen this scene? You seen this scene?" And I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Um, if my kid comes back from school and says, "Oh, we were talking about uh, aliens today," mm. or we were talking, oh, we were talking about Freddy Krueger today, I'd be like, "Right, phone, phone your pal, get him round," <laughs> and I'd yeah. make them stand there, and I'd be like, "So you, you're both claiming that you've seen this film?" And they'd nod, yeah. go, "Uh huh," and I'd be like, "Give me the plot beat by beat. Tell me what happens yeah. in that film." And yeah. They wouldn't be able to tell me because they've not seen it. They're talking shite. And then what you should do... And I'd tear them apart for it. And then after you tear them apart, make them sit there and watch the films themselves as punishment. You're not allowed to turn away when it gets scary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I... What did you think of Alan Cumming in this? Uh, Uh... my um, my sound was out of sync on the on the version that I was watching it on. Okay. I can't be bothered trying to figure out how to make VLC resync the sound. Okay. So I just persevered. I just watched the whole thing with the sound about half a beat out of sync, okay. and it didn't affect Alan Cummings' performance in this life. <laughs> it was an ocular performance. It was. You could see that. You could see him giving it his all in his eyes. He was he was clearly having the time of his life. Playing I don't know if he was having the time of his life. I think he I think he got paid about one and a half million dollars. Yeah. He just thought, well, no one's ever gonna give me another one and a half million dollars if I don't look like I'm having fun on this. I, I think he's yeah. pretending to have fun. Oh, That's yeah. why you can't trust actors. No, of course not. Like he's looks well, he looks like he's having a great time getting paid. Have a match for his holiday home. They're professional but, liars. Yeah, of course they are. are. You never be friends with an actor because you never know if it's real or not. Yeah, that's kind of true. I don't think I don't think I have any actor actor friends to be honest. But yeah, 
I can kind of see that. that I also, do. I suspect them at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not find some of the imagery like, just fucking terrifying for a kids' film? Uh, there's quite a lot of people getting hit in the nuts. Oh, the first one of that happened six, uh, six minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. The imagery, yeah, the, the, the Ben Stein's face being peeled oh. off of his head. That was... And then put in the... See, here's the question. Obviously, he's put that in that display case, right? Mm-hmm. And then Loki fucks off. So does that just revert? The, the things that the mask creates or that Loki creates... Mm. tangible, like the big wall. Do those stay there? I'm surprised that there was never an, a, an episode of the original animated series that mm. was just about the guy that has to go around to where the mask has caused rampage, just <laughs> to clean everything up. He could create like a like a renewable form of energy by mm. just making a bunch of like cardboard out of thin air or coal. Mm. Don't use coal. Um, <laughs> Just creating, like, unlimited fossil fuels. So, mm. here we go. <laughs> You're never going to run out of oil. There's uh, one guy that has to go around and help him tidy up. Yeah. I hope yeah, that's how it that, goes. That's, well, that's, 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 that's a key thing, like, all these kind of superheroes kind of movies, apart from, like, the Avengers, maybe, where all this destruction is caused, yet no one talks about the people that have to clean it up afterwards. Yeah, that's right, yeah, because the, the vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming, he, he was damage control. Oh, no, he wasn't damage control. Tony mm. Stark created damage control, which is a, yeah. a thing from the comics, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got the movie props, though. Um, it took them 36 minutes to do a fart joke. What was the first fart joke? Um, with the baby fired. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. They've never had a piss joke. What? Oh, they they quite a lot of piss jokes. Yeah, that was weird. I kind of blocked that from my memory, yeah, but that was really, really weird. The first right. movie only had one piss joke when the hmm. dog had the mask on. And, and it pissed on some guy. And But this one is when Jamie Kennedy is trying to change the baby's nappy and says, you know, daddy can't look after babies. That's the that's the message of this movie. Um, yeah. He gets pissed. He gets pissed on like constantly, like a uh, a weird amount. Let's just say that a really weird amount. Agreed. Um, there's there's very little I can say to like. There's very little intelligent things I can actually say to the, about this film. Um, it just well, actually, wait. Did you? I may have missed this, right? Um, uh-huh. So the kid spends like 50 minutes trying to kill Jamie Kennedy, you know, understandably, right? Yeah. But when him and Loki are, when he, when him get, when um, him and Jamie Kennedy get, Kennedy get attacked by Loki, the kid somehow has a change of heart for no reason. Once they're a bit that I missed out, where the kid didn't want to kill Jamie Kennedy anymore, or was that? Just terrible writing. No, I just realised that if it went along with Loki, it would have to live quite a strange life as a god. Whereas it mm. stayed with Jamie Kennedy because it realised that it needs a father in its family unit. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, when... I was, I was going to make that a weird, uh, a weird 
I, I don't fuck. I have no idea. Um, maybe, maybe does the baby lose its powers at the end? Nope. Baby right. still got its powers. Like the That's baby weird. still has everything. But the scene in the alleyway where uh, Loki is attacking them, the baby for no reason just protects himself and Jamie Kennedy instead of just walking away and protecting himself. Maybe. Maybe it, it it kind of wants to be the only thing that kills Jenny Jamie Kennedy. Maybe it doesn't that, want anyone else to kill her. That's that's understandable. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fair enough. Um, I want to say I did laugh once in this film. And oh yeah. It was when um, the kid. Well, when Jamie, when the kid is throwing Jamie Kennedy around the room, and I can't decide whether that's funny. Or whether that's because I wanted to do the exact same thing and I completely empathise with the child. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Jamie, I, I don't understand. Jamie Kennedy's thing was scream. Mm. Wasn't it? Like that, that's kind of what he's known for. Yeah. But there, was a, there, was, there was a period where he did have his own show on MTV and I was think it? that was around about 2002, 2000. 2002, 2003 kind of time, oh, okay. where he did, where he was sort of in the zeitgeist of entertainment and whatever else. So I can kind of see why he would take this because it's a, it's a, it's a big enough, it's a big budget, it's a big budget, and it's a big budget film, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it was going to get, and it was getting a wide release, and blah blah blah. So I would, I can see why he'd do it, but I just can't understand why the fuck anyone would want to cast him in it because he cannot act for toffees. Yeah. <laughs> but then I, I can't see why anyone would want to do a Jim Carrey movie, a sequel to Jim Carrey movie, without Jim Carrey actually in it. And I've actually seen all of these ones now. Right, so I've seen Asian Jury 3, I've seen this one, and I've seen Dumb and Dumber. Right. And I, and I still can't figure out why anyone would want to touch those properties without the actual the three, without the actual reason why the originals were successful in the first place. It's a bit odd. I, I don't mm. understand it myself. Like, no. Yeah. So, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck, fuck this movie. movie. Yeah, basically. So, um, we'll wrap this up. Um, I've got three I've rating system which is I've got there. There are three ratings for these films, right? Uh-huh. Um, if you absolutely hated it, um, put it in the bin. If you thought it was okay, stream it on Netflix or wherever else. And if you loved it, um, pay full price. Where where are you going with this one? Oh, it's straight in the bin. Yeah, like I completely agree. Um, despite the fact that there was for me some entertainment value. Yeah. I will never be watching this again willingly. I'm no. It's it's fucking awful, man. Absolutely terrible. But thank you for doing this. <laughs> no worries, man. And I'm sorry because you had to sit through it. I'll never get that time back. No. <laughs> hey, we made it through. That's, that's good enough, right? <laughs> yeah, set, man. All right, dude. Uh, so where can people find you before we... Uh... On social media and that. Find me, just find me at Mark O'Neill on most places. At Mark O'Neill. All right, yeah. man. See you later. In a bit. All right. Nice one. See you later. Nice one, mate. Bye.